Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm here to tell you about an upcoming event that you are not going to want to miss. So, author and illustrator Victoria Can is back with a charming new tale entitled Ruby Licious. Join in as we get to see the magic of true friendship come alive for Pinkalicious and Peterific with the gift of a wish. There is going to be on October 21st, 2021, there's going to be a Zoom Tastic event. And this event is one you're not going to want to miss out on. It includes a Rubylicious book reading with author and illustrator Victoria Can, musical guest Miss Katie, and co-host Nanny Miss Monique, who has been on the podcast a couple of times. You also get a signed copy of Rubylicious, a whimsical activity sheet, customized tote bag, and pinkerific goodies. The event fee for all of that is $29.99. And the event takes place on Thursday, October 21st, 2021 at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To find the full itinerary and to sign up, visit www.connectiontocreativity.com. That's www.connectiontocreativity.com. I promise you, you will not want to miss this event. So visit that website. It's down in the show notes. Click on it and sign up today. Now back to the show. Hey listeners, I've got some big news. Chronicles of Nania is now on Patreon and any size donation gets you access to the Nania Facebook group where you can chat with other nannies and caregivers. You'll also get access to episodes earlier than everyone else. Take a look and choose your tier. Some tiers give you monthly bonus episodes. Some tiers give you ad-free episodes. There's a lot there. So go visit Patreon and search for Chronicles of Nania, or you can get there by clicking the link in the show notes. And don't worry, if you can't give right now, you'll always have access to free episodes wherever you're listening right now. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. This is your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about new book joy, that feeling of getting a new book or introducing a nanny kid to a new book. I love it. It's one of my favorite feelings in the world. And to do that, I have brought on two founders of the company, New Book Joy, Connie Obrakta and Mandy Ginge. Hello. 
I have been a big fan of your work for a long time, um, and I'm so excited to get to talk to you about this. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're excited to be here. I, I think I counted on nannies a lot myself as a classroom teacher. I was working in classrooms all day with children, and I had this amazing nanny with my own children, and that woman has a piece of my heart till the day I die. <laughs> she raised my babies with me and right next to me, and so I just am thrilled to get to talk to an audience like yours. Yeah, thank you. Well, Connie, let's hear a little bit about your background working with kids. Sure. So um, I have been a reading specialist and a classroom teacher, and I am currently serving as an adjunct instructor in the Department of Reading and Language with National Lewis University. Um, I work a lot with uh, reading specialists, especially with first grade students who are receiving a reading intervention called Reading Recovery, which is a preventative reading intervention that we do with them early on so that we can catch any reading problems as they move forward. Um, so yeah, that's been my background in education. I recently retired and we have been, yeah, thank you, <laughs> working and simmering on New Book Joy as a company for about four years when we first had this idea and it has gradually been growing and now we're, it's in fruition. So we're, we're really excited. Yes, I love it so much. Okay, Mandy, let's hear your background working with kids and starting this company. Yes, so um, I'm a high school English teacher and I've been teaching at the same um, high school for two plus decades. And I've been lucky enough to teach all four years of high school, all different types of classes. And I, I just still love the idea of sharing this beauty and love of literacy and the idea of enjoying a book um, from beginning to end while focusing on, uh, you know, a, co a comprehension and an analysis, but again, this idea of loving books as a whole. And this idea of this company, as Connie said, is that we are um, entering year four and this idea of uh, I, I, our passion and our love and our baby pretty much where We've been just taking so many steps forward um, where we actually started when we were in Michigan um, mm -hmm. at where we had a wine weekend getaway where Connie asked if I was interested in starting this company with her. And Connie's the one who came up with New Book Joy um, of this idea. So I'm just so happy and um, loving the, the adventure and the, the passion that she and I have together of following and, and watching our uh, company grow from four years ago to now. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that so much. And Mandy, I remember, so a little background for listeners is that um, Connie is actually the mom to Carly, who has been on the podcast before. Um, and Carly did uh, Foods from Around the World. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because it's a really good one. Um, but one time I was hanging out with Carly because she is a good friend of mine. And we went over to Mandy's apartment and walked through and <laughs> Mandy like asked me like, I don't know, three or four questions about what I liked in a book. And I walked out of there with a reading list of like 30 books and I have made my way through the majority of it and loved 
every single book. I mean, I was just like blown away with your accuracy. Um, I felt so seen. It was really lovely. So you- well, that makes us feel good because that's been our plan. I mean, when we first sat having a glass of wine together and we should also say we are cousin-in-laws. So we have been talking about books at family parties for decades now, but um we were talking about this idea and thought, well, why couldn't we do something almost like the stitch fix of books where we would be a concierge service for books and helping to match because we feel like that's what we do so often in our professional lives and being able to carry that on um, into the business has been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And you all have such a talent for it. So I'm thinking for, um, nannies, I know that sometimes there is this struggle with nanny kids and the parents are putting a lot of pressure on them to read, you know, like there, maybe the family has like 30 minutes to an hour of reading time every day. And, um, and I find sometimes with younger kids, like the joy hasn't been (laughs) stolen from them yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I find it a little bit easier sometimes with younger kids, although certainly it's hard to find books that fit exactly with them. Um, But I'm thinking for like fourth and fifth graders and beyond, I think it can be really tough for families to find books that really click and interest um, some of those like middle grade kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you have like advice for nannies on how to, how to go about um, finding out about new books. I mean, certainly reaching out to you all is a great call. <laughs> Um, but, but if you're, if you're trying to go it alone, what, what general advice do you all have? I, 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 I think what the beauty is, um, the last handful of years, and I'd like to say specifically, probably about the last five to seven years specifically, um, there's been such a boom of books for fifth graders and above, whether it's multicultural writers, um, different approaches to storylines and topics. And there are so many amazing books out there. I, I feel like I, I have such a huge stack that I can't get through. And I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by so many beautiful um, authors that are just coming out of the woodwork. And my suggestion would be there are amazing lists online. Um, you could go to Book Riot. Um, there are even some books, uh, bookstagrammers on Instagram that they have so many and they do give lists of specific topics or themes or writers. And I would say just start there. Even if you do a quick search now, they could be at your fingertips. And the majority of all the articles now, they give you um, a short blurbs, you know, and links of even other books that are similar. So I think that would be a great part, you know, place to start that they're, I mean, they're ever, they're just oozing everywhere now and they're just popping everywhere. So I would definitely suggest online um, and just follow some of your favorite looks again, uh, lists, you know, like, again, like I said, book ride, even brightly. Um, and that would be perfect for the kids to join too and to read the short blurbs as well. 
Oh yeah. A little extra reading in there too. Yeah. I was trying to find the perfect book. I love it. We've actually gone through quite a few books because you know, one of the things we're doing for our family book club is we find books that are targeted for a specific theme around different ages. And so that is one other place we can mention is bookshop.org is wonderful. We have a link to that. And in our shop link, if you go to a specific um, bookshelf, you'll see the age group. And these are books, we put books on there only that we know well, and that we recommend. So that could be another place to look. Um, and, And I I think I went through the same thing myself as a parent when my son, my middle guy was not as drawn to books as Carly was, Mm -hmm. or my youngest son. And when he became in fourth grade, I just thought, I just don't know if I've got what it takes as a mom to be finding what is exciting to him. But I knew his dad was exciting to him. His dad was a firefighter. He was like, cool. Mm -hmm. And so I brought, um, I went to the store and I got, or the library and I got about six different chapter series books, just the first one. And then I brought those books and said to my husband, would you just read him the first few pages of each one and see if there's one that grabs both of your attention that you think you'd like. And they were all these guy ones that, you know, I think the librarian had helped me find, you know, I think where they ended up was this series called Ranger's Apprentice by this John Flanagan guy. And it's all, it's like Vikings. And there's at least a dozen different books in this series that came out over time. Um, But wow, they loved those books. And so he ended up, my husband ended up taking over the read aloud duties then because it became sort of their guy book club that they would do at night, you know, and even yeah. when they were big and old, <laughs> I almost took a picture one time I peeked in and I had my two high school boys on the bed with their dad, listening to him read huge men. In this bed. And I thought I'll embarrass them if I take the picture, but it's like in my mind forever. Cause it was just the sweetest moment. And it was their routine every night. Yeah. I love that. And I love finding series. I think that's really a good direction, um, to go in of like getting the first book in several series and seeing what sticks. Um, because then there's so much payoff. Cause I know I fall in love with characters and then I want to spend more time with any of those characters. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, think that that's really all of those are really great and just to clarify about bookshop because people might not know exactly what it is so in if you go to bookshop you can search through a certain like bookshop (laughs) right yeah yeah a certain store um and so but for your list then I would get to see any of those and then buy it basically through you all? Correct. Correct. I mean, we it gets shipped from bookshop and we get a small percentage of it, but so do independent bookstores. And, and oh. we love bookshop.org because it does support independent bookstores um, by giving a part of their profits to them. So uh, you need to go into bookshop.org, you search for new book joy, mm-hmm. and then click the word that says shop and it takes you to our new book joy shop. And then you can see all the lists that we've curated, everything from age-related lists to, you know, for certain times of the year, here's some good fall books. um, And then here's some books about compassion and things like that. So 
people can find different books that we've curated specifically. I love that. Um, I, I also, I would love to hear your opinions on graphic novels, because I think that a lot of times um, folks don't consider that to be reading. Um, And I also have a master's in high school English education and um, took this class about other types of um, books. And so I just am curious to hear your opinions about graphic novels in general. Martha, I completely agree with you. I, I think that's a really hot topic right now. And I am a lover of graphic novels. I don't care what reading level, what age you are. Um, I think they are fantastic. I mean, they have strong plots, strong characterization, literary devices or rhetorical devices, depending on if it's fiction or not, from beginning to end. Um, We were actually last night when I was with Carly and Connie and a few other people, we were talking about um, Dancing at My Pity Party. Um, An amazing book, again, that it could run the gamut from a sophomore in high school up to your 50s or 60s. And um, I, just like how I, I talked about, you know, middle school and high school books before, again, there are so many multicultural books, such as Illegal, that could teach um, worldly topics compared to struggling with loss, compared to fantasy. I mean, the world is your oyster with graphic novels, and they could be from simplistic to complex and rich. And um, I have several different titles in my classroom in which my kids participate in literature circles with graphic novels, especially if they're reluctant readers. My favorite is when they keep calling them comic books uh-huh. and they are the longest comic books in the world. So I, what a great way to help reluctant readers also complete a book that's not as daunting. This is right. words on a page. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think a selling point for parents too can be to look at the vocabulary that's in those the graphic novels. They are sophisticated, and I think kids get exposed to sometimes more sophisticated vocabulary with that picture support that's in a graphic novel, and they're actually learning more vocabulary that way. So I think it's they're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really agree, and I I think that. Because like for me, when I read fantasy, I really struggle with the battle scenes just because like I'm more into characters. I I don't visualize very well in my head the words like I it just isn't the way that my brain works. And so to have the battle scenes <laughs> of graphic novels, like literally drawn out for me um, is so helpful because when I just read like, you know. Zoran lifted his sword or whatever I just it doesn't I'm like well where is he in comparison to everyone else I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so um so I think that they're really really wonderful for that and I agree with you Mandy about like the feeling of completing a book is such a um, I, I think it's an underrated feeling, especially for reluctant readers who maybe have tried when I taught 10th grade, that was my goal was to have one book for every kid, um, that they enjoyed during drop everything and read and that they completed, um, and it could be 
like literally any book. <laughs> That's huge. I, also, I think there's also a big boom of books in verse as well. Mm. That the, I mean, I also have several titles, again, where the students are first are, you know, stating how they can't finish a book and the next thing they, you know, that they're, they're celebrating finishing this gorgeous, gorgeous verse book from beginning to end as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a few of those on my shelf over there. (laughs) Sometimes kids, especially in second grade, you know, they're at that stage where they, if they're proficient readers, they're able to step into chapter books. And sometimes they're a little reluctant to do that. So I find it to be a great bridge. And the, I don't know if you've ever seen the graphic novels, The Cardboard Kingdom. Yes. Um, So I love those books so much. He just has two in the series so far, but even the way he made them because he had these concepts and invited other people to draw and create characters with him. And then they kind of each took over the story for one character. So it's the book was created by a community and it celebrates a community of kids. It's, it's and such a beautiful, diverse community of kids. I really loved it. Yes. My, um, I gave my nanny kid, both of those, um, for his birthday. And I think he's read them, I don't know, 30 or 40 times. Like he goes back to them all the time. And then he, he's like, when's the third one coming out? I was like, the second one just came out. out. I know. I was like, I wish it was going to be soon, but I, I just, I think I would be lying to you if I told you it was soon. (laughs) Um, but, and now we've branched out into other, um, similar types of books and, and he's, but he always like, he finishes the new type like that and then goes back and rewrites Cardboard Kingdom again. So yes, I would highly recommend Cardboard Kingdom. Um, and, and yeah, I think that it is helping him like bridge that over to chapter books too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about um, for younger kids. So I, I think that um, I've kind of created this part of my job, um, but I think that it's a really good thing for nannies to consider doing as a service to their nanny families where I go curate books from the library. Um, I currently have 43 books checked out at the library and most of them are for nanny kids and um, some uh, 10 or 12 of them are for me, but the rest are for nanny kids. And, um, And so And I do it like, you know, I'll think of a a theme that's going on and I'll find it. And the library makes it so easy because a lot of times they already have a theme going and I just grab a bunch of books that are presented. But um, I I think that that's an unexplored area of nannying. And I love that you all basically are doing that for families. So can you tell me how you came up with like the family box idea and what all goes into it? Sure. Um, So during one of those times when Mandy and I were scheming and planning, we were thinking about how we get to have such great conversations with kids in our jobs. And we find ourselves talking with them about things like courage and compassion and empathy and taking a stand because the books are lending themselves to it. Right. And 
I've, well, like we've talked about, my mentor was Camille Blackowitz, who was a vocabulary expert. And one time she was talking about the level of conversation that she caught herself having with her children as a PhD candidate that she's like saying, well, do you have your lunch? What's in your backpack? You know, she was like, that was our conversation. It was like day-to-day survival and books don't do that. But when you're in a book, you get such an elevated conversation and level of language that you're exposed to. So that was the seed of our idea that we wanted to help plant these little seeds in families so that they can be the ones having these conversations about these important things with their children from early ages all the way through high school. And we were just very lucky that between the two of us, we span all of those ages. So uh, we came up with a set of themes that we thought were really important themes to talk about with families. And that also are beautiful examples in literature that we could find. And we started with, um, we have taking a stand. We have... Navigating your emotions. Navigating your emotions, which we did during the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, so important too. We were navigating our emotions. (laughs) Um, Community and counting on community. The fact we were all kind of all having to help each other through this time. And we offered those free online for our families and um, others. And we sent some packages of books and activities to go with those themes to about 10 test families who are friends that we know who have kids ranging in ages again from preschool all the way through high school and having them test them out with their families and talk about what activities they enjoy doing, what books they like doing best. And Mandy, you are of a very special expertise with the high school students. So do you wanna talk about what we do with high school students in those book boxes? Sure, of course, and also with middle school. So the idea of middle school students and high school students where they're becoming their own and they're becoming more independent. So uh, what um, we thought would be best is they get to choose their title. So instead of completely curating and just having this surprise box of titles, the um, parents and the guardians and children could read the blurbs of the books chosen. They have three choices for each theme and they get to choose that one it, again, as they're coming into their own, because um, what I've learned as a high school teacher is, and I'm sure all of you nannies out there with <laughs> middle school and high school, because the last thing you're going to do is tell them what they're going to read, because right. again, they're becoming their own, their own, you know, in their own, per- they're finding their own personality. So um, they do have the option of choosing their own book. And um, what we do also include in all the boxes are with our backgrounds of reading specialist and high school teacher, we include discussion questions, um, further uh, uh, activities, whether it's hands-on or whether, you know, and they're different for different age groups, such as watching a YouTube video and texting your parents instead of uh, sometimes even talking to them if you're too busy or if you don't feel like talking to your parents <laughs> at the time. So we're giving a whole bunch of tools and resources for these for families and nannies and anyone who would like to have this type of of family book club experience where it's just all in your lap and you just have this beautiful opportunity to have an event with everyone around you. Yeah. And we tried to find different ways for them, like she's mentioning, to enjoy the book. So you could have the audio option of the book, pop it on in the car as you're driving. And that's like the family book. 
We've had other families who they bought two copies of the book for the older kids. So the parent was reading it parallel to the child. And then they could just have these quick moments as they're in the car again, dashing and talking about what's been happening in the book and what's going on. And we try to create one family activity that everybody of every age in the group could do that kind of keeps at front of mind the theme that we're working on for that month or two. So for compassion, we had this little box that they could decorate. And the idea was either they could put change in there and at the end of the month decide with compassion, where do you feel this should go? Where do you want to show compassion in the world through your donation? Or you simply become aware of every time you see compassion, you get a little piece of paper and you write something on it real quick and throw it in that you experienced compassion or you gave compassion. And then at the end of the month, the family could all pull out those little things together and talk about the cool different ways that they saw compassion existing in the world. So um, we tried to make it so it wasn't heavy handed. This is not supposed to be homework. This is supposed right. to be fun and joy and something that families experience together and can talk about besides what was on TV last night, something a little different. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I loved that um, box with the writing down the things, because I think that it, um, once you start looking for something, you'll start seeing it. I can't remember the name of that effect, but um, you'll, you'll start seeing it everywhere and feeling it. And then it's just this like upward spiral of like, oh, like there is so much compassion in the world. And, um, and I just, I, I've really been enjoying that aspect with my nanny kids of like, you know, pointing out on our walks, like, oh, did you see that? Like the, that person just handed the other person something they dropped or whatever. Um, and so it's been wonderful. Good. That was our whole goal of doing that kind of thing. So <laughs> we're glad to hear you're enjoying it. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Our Nanny Diary. I am so excited to tell you about Our Nanny Diary because I have used this product in my nanny day and it is a total game changer. I use their communication log, which is a bound book that you get that you can communicate with parents. And it's so wonderful because it is made by nannies for nannies. So the, the way that it is formatted and laid out is so great for making communication easy without as much mental load from you. They have cues for exactly what you should write down and check boxes for things like what time a, a diaper change happened, things like that. Um, but they're also more than just communication logs. They have amazing downloadable packets that can offer help to families and nannies. They have downloads that help with household management, templates for check-in meetings, which can be hard to navigate if it's your first time, specific downloads for infant care and a nanny ed educator bundle with lesson plans and more. They even have introduced a nanny evaluation bundle when it's time to discuss that raise, which is so helpful. And coming soon, they have a nanny onboarding bundle to ensure success with new nanny family relationships. I highly recommend you visit OurNannyDiary.com and look at the choices that would work well for you and your nanny day. 
Be sure to follow them on social media, Facebook and Instagram for great resources, specials, tips to use their diaries, and more. Visit OurNannyDiary.com today. Yeah, and I love that you talked, um, Mandy, about like there's a YouTube video to watch that then like they can text because I I think sometimes too kind of back to the graphic novel thing we get in our brains that if you're not sitting you know quietly drinking a cup of tea and like physically reading a book that you're not doing it quote unquote right and um and I think that that's really limiting Mm -hmm. in in how we see reading yeah and I think what Connie and I uh try to do with each theme is the idea of rotating these activities and being mindful of the kids of all ages so the younger student the younger kids you know they may not want to watch the youtube video because of course they want to talk about it or the idea of listening to a song and writing it on butcher paper so i'm really happy that you know and and proud that connie and i put our expertise of the education world of focusing on all of these age groups of having conversations without having your typical conversation where you can still talk to one another yeah Yeah. And I remember actually in middle school, um, my friends and I, and I think it, I think the impetus came from us, but maybe our mom's ninja tricked us into it. Um, but I felt like the impetus came from us, um, that we had like this mother daughter book club. And I remember, I think one of our maybe it was high school, not middle school, but one of our books was, um, the Da Vinci code. And so, uh, and yeah, it was just like, so fun to sit around and like talk about it. And it was fun to see the family dynamics at play of, um, you know, different moms and daughters, like some would agree and some would like not agree. And, it was just really fun and enlightening. <laughs> I love Martha that you just brought that up because also what's what is so great about um, our theme boxes is you could actually do that with a group of people. And we were again, just talking about this last night. So as, and I always love to use the term families very loosely because of course it's just people that you love. Right. And there's so many different levels of love and types of families. So I, you know, you, there could be a group of nannies with a group of kids talking about these and having a gorgeous play date or, about, you know, a group of families that are on the same block or I, even your old school friends where you could have like a full on night of talking about social and emotional books where Connie and I curate and have everything there for you and you just show up and have fun with everyone. And we just started even adding recipes where the kids could cook as well you know, and, and it's very, very user-friendly for, uh, you know, younger kids all the way up to older kids. So it's, it's really this great way of, again, having any type of family that you could think of enjoy this. Yeah. I think we're all about trying to make a book an event, you know, and I think about, that's one of the reasons I grew to love reading was my mom was really good at that. She read aloud to me all the time and I still remember one time she staged a Winnie the Pooh tea party <laughs> with me and my, and she made my big brother come too. 
it was just so lovely that I mean to me those book characters were larger than life they were my little superheroes growing up and I think that's that just fueled my passion for reading to this day so we try to think of it that way as educators and parents you know like how can we make these books an event that will live on in the memories of the kids and the parents because I sure have memories of sharing books with my own kids that I love. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is in the nature of kids and humans, but I think kids specifically, like, you know, they find a song that they love and like, that's what we're listening to for the next like month or two. And then they, you know, like my kiddo that loves the cardboard kingdom, like that's the book that he's into and like rereading with some regularity. And so I think that for to curate these boxes for the family where because I find myself sometimes I'm like I'm like okay like we've talked about the cardboard kingdom like we've made costumes out of cardboard (laughs) we've like you know and I'm like I'm out of ideas of like (laughs) how to extend the cardboard kingdom we like did a potions class because they're talking about potions in there like but I got, I ran out of ideas. And so to have, you know, this backup of like, you all have thought through and with these educator brains, like thought through these, these other ways to make it an event, I think is just so wonderful. (laughs) Well, we do include with, you know, you would get for the little ones, three books that are little uh, paper or about picture books, but then we also include a list of about six or seven other books that could be thematically related. So the reading can continue. So yeah, if they get on one of those loops, it's good to keep them going with that, but then it might give you some ideas about other books you could venture into. And also on our website, we do have um, an art connection because we do believe the beauty of connecting visually, talking about the beauty of art that also ties into the themes in the books. And like what Connie said, we also even have further readings, both on our website, and then we include them on our, our bookshop, uh, bookshelves as well. So there are endless resources and opportunities to keep that flame ignited and, and ideas keep flowing, you know, for to give to everyone else. Yeah, because once you get like in that groove with a kid, I feel like there, there's nothing better, like where you're like, oh, you're into this right now. Cool. Let me keep bringing you stuff um, to read. And uh, yeah, every Monday I show up with more books and they're always like, what'd you bring us? So, <laughs> um, Yeah. And so I also am, I guess, since I, I have you here, I'm curious about like four nannies who want to foster reading in their homes. Like we talked a little bit about like 30 minutes a day. I think that we know that. What are some other ways to help build that culture of reading into a home that maybe doesn't have that foundation laid? Mm-hmm. I think for myself, I think I, I had to get creative with my own, again, with my three kids, that they were very different in their approaches to how they took to books. And um, 
I will. I am not ashamed to say that I bribed my middle one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoy books. He was not developing language normally, and he was between two and three. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's so important he gets into books. And all he wanted to do was either eat them or play with them or build with them, you know, and. So I ended up just making a special time that we call cookie and milk story time or cookie and cookie story time after lunch. And I would put him on the table because if we sat in a rocking chair, he'd either fall asleep or he'd slide out and we'd sit at the table and I, we decorated a cookie jar together and I would buy cookies that were the ones I would normally never give him, but he got to have one of those cookies during that story time. And then we always did three books and a bonus book. And it, that is what finally turned it for him. I couldn't believe it. It was so silly, but it, it really, he just, he was sitting up, he was listening and then he started interacting more with it. So as nannies, you guys really get a bird's eye view about what makes these different kiddos tick. And so you might have to get creative. Maybe you have to put um, blankets over the table and make it the reading cave, you know, and <laughs> crawl them under there and say, we're going to do it here. Um, older students, maybe you have to think about, you know, again, that reluctant fourth and fifth grader, maybe you tie it to something somehow that it, maybe he wants to research a particular video game thing. So you have to get those video game books. And it's like, he starts reading about that a little bit. And then it's like, well, if you like that character in the video game, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know one of the books after Cardboard Kingdom was I had a couple that were that same way from school was we went into the wild robot series after oh, that. Oh, writing that down. <laughs> oh, good. It's not graphic novel, but there was a kind of a link because, you know, they're kind of robotic in the cardboard kingdom. There's right. a character like that. And so this is about a robot that gets stranded on a desert island and has to interact with the animals to survive. Oh. And it, it's the best compassion book because he has to learn to have compassion for them and they have to learn to have compassion for him because they think he's just the weirdest thing. But beautifully written so I guess my thing is you know just like nannying it's child by child and trying to figure out what makes makes them tick <laughs> yeah Simon, for the older kids as well it's this beauty of um, not rushing to find a book hmm. I see I, I, I as a high school teacher I see this all the time where um, you know, it's maybe common for them to do whole class novels or they think that once you start a book you have to finish, and I make it a point like, uh, to let the students know that you could fall in love with the book, look at the cover, read the back, do your five-finger reading test, which, you know, as soon as you don't know a word, if you don't know more than five words off the top of your head, you're done with that book, or the idea of if you don't like the book, you don't need to finish, you know, and it's this beauty of it, and what Connie said is that even besides doing the research, there's so many amazing TV shows and movies out there now. Read the book, have this event of having popcorn, watch the movie, what's different, what's the same, um, and just make it this beautiful adventure of, of getting this book. You know, you don't have to just pick up the first one you see. And I think that gets lost a lot, that there's this beauty of reading something and falling in love and knowing that if it's not for you, there's always one, the idea of matchmaking, you know, right. or finding your perfect blind or your perfect date. I always tell the high school kids, like 
you could get there. You don't have to be with everyone. You know, you don't have to read everyone. So I just think it's, have, enjoy the journey of finding the book as well. Yeah. Mandy, yeah. do you think that nannies could do like a book tasting with kids? Oh, for sure. With that book tasting card. I, and I've done that in the past, Martha. I, I had cook, I had savory snacks and sweet snacks for the kids. And they had a little tasting card of complexity of vocab of the length of the book, of the topic of the book, and they checked it off and then they were able to choose their books and then they went to the specific tables of their favorite of these book tastings. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yes, and actually maybe even a group of nannies, you could do that together. That would be really neat. Mm -hmm. So it's such a fun event for that. And it it took an hour because uh, we, I, I would time it and they would have so many minutes with like specific t- genres and topics of books that they were able to write about and take quick notes of what they loved and didn't love. Oh, it's like speed dating. Yeah. <laughs> <Book>. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's speed dating for books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love your point about, um, you don't have to finish the book. I think that, um, I know as a cover, a recovering perfectionist, I like, there is this like, well, (laughs) but I have to finish it. And it's, it's like, no, no, you don't. Like there are like millions of books out there. If you aren't clicking with it, it's okay to not finish. Um, And there's always another book out there for you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, And I, I do think that, um, sometimes there is this shame around that. And so changing that culture for things that we don't want to pass on to the next generation, I think is, is a good one. <laughs> As a teacher, if my students don't finish and they tell me why they don't finish when we have sustained silent reading twice a week, they still get the chocolate bar for me or the bag of chips because at least they tried and they could give me a reason why they did not want that book. And then we could find another book adventure where they would finish and enjoy and be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. When I taught high school, I had to teach, um, a book that I didn't particularly care for a separate piece. Um, it's just not one of my jams and, but I had to teach it. And, um, so I started the lesson off by like, I don't like this book, but I can tell you exactly why I don't like it. And so, and like wrote the reasons on the board and I was like, it's fine to not like a book, but you also need to be thinking critically about why you don't like it. And so as we read it, we just kind of like ripped it apart and it was really fun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They don't all have to be four and five stars. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, uh, and I also think that like, not to, to teach like ripping things apart just to rip them apart. But I do think the critical thinking of like, this is what could have been done better or rewriting the ending that you don't like or or whatever is also a good extension. Exactly. And the why that you disagree and what could be done differently. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. So fun. Um, well, wonderful. Are, is there anything else that you all have, uh, that you were like, Oh, I hope we get to talk about this. (laughs) 
Well, we do have for grownups too. We, so we have this family book club, which we love doing and is our passion, but, and nannies and grownups and anyone else who's interested, um, we do this blind taste testing idea virtually with book clubs. So, um, you can go to our website, newbookjoy.com and click the try a free sip and we have every three months a flight of four different books that are a particular genre. Currently, our genre is deep and twisty. So we're doing suspense books. And we give you a Google slide show through your email that you go through and it gives you a taste of the book. You get some great adjectives about it. You get a little taste of the author's language. You get a link to a video that might enrich the experience of the book a little bit. It might give you some background about the book, or it might be something similar with the flavor of the book. And then we have you go into a survey and tell us what you thought about that book. What did you think about the style and the length and all of these things? And when we're done, we take all of these survey responses and we put people into book clubs based on the book that their survey indicated they liked best. So it's been really exciting. It's been growing. We started out with just a few people in Illinois and we're now in seven, eight states with people joining this. And we have people who come into a Zoom and do a one hour discussion about the book. And then we also offer a curated adventure to go with the book. So we have one coming up that's got a lot of tea drinking involved in the book, and we're going to be doing a virtual tea tasting to go with it, where they're going to be doing a tea demonstration and showing us how to make a proper cup of tea with loose leaf tea. And uh, we've had wine tastings, whiskey tastings, chocolate tastings. We've had cooking classes and we've had mixology classes. So it's been really fun. The people who joined us have told their friends and it's been growing and we've ended up with a wonderful group of people who keep coming into these book club sessions. And Mandy, do you want to talk a little bit about what we do in person too? Sure, with our pop-ups. And I also just wanted to add to what Connie was saying and similar to the family book clubs, uh, Connie and I do design all the discussion questions. So what's so fantastic about these is that you just show up and we mediate and run the entire hours so it's just this beautiful idea of just talking about about books the whole time and and enjoying these adventures and the pop-ups that we are offering is we had a pop-up in Michigan in July and what the beauty of this was is that they had the wine tasting in person and also um, our we call it our chapters we call it uh, book tastings but it's this idea of we also have pairings whether it's chocolate and cheese and wine and cocktails and mocktails, and they also go along with the books. So um, we were we were selling um, our pairings and the books, and it's this idea of having an event in person. And in October, we will be having one in Payless Hills, and hopefully, with the weather cooperating, it'll be this beautiful, you know, opportunity of seeing the leaves changing because it's going to be in the middle of October while we're talking about a dark and twisty book around a fire. So um, a, a campfire. So it's just the, this idea that we will all, uh, we always offer one pop-up along with three Zoom opportunities for each batch that we have every uh, three months. Wow, yeah. And I've, I've participated in this and I, <laughs> Una out of order, like 
I talked in my therapy sessions about it. I was like, this book like really changed how I saw the world a little bit. Um, and it just, I, I really love the, the books you find because they're not the, they're not necessarily the Oprah book club. They're not necessarily Reese Witherspoon, you know, like those books we know about. Right. And, and they're wonderful. I'm not, I'm not downing those. Um, but I love finding these like a little bit more off the beaten path, something that you wouldn't encounter outside of this setting. And I know that as a nanny myself, and I hear all the time from other nannies that our job can be really isolating. Like we don't have the staff room of teaching where you get to go like chat with other adults necessarily. And it's been extra isolating during pandemic because we don't even, we can't really even do play dates until kiddos can get that vaccine too. And so I, I think that this would be a really lovely way for nannies to find some more community um, around, around love of books. Cause I, I also know a lot of nannies really are avid readers. Yeah. That's a great, we'd love to have them. <laughs> it's been That's fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. And then do you all do, do you all ever do help a book club that's already established Mm-hmm. like give them a book and like stuff to go along with it. We are going to have that available. So yeah. this electronic book tasting experience that we have is going to be available on our website. So if you are somebody who's got a book club and you're like, oh, it just needs kind of a little oomph, something different, you can get access to everything we've created electronically for a fee. And then you get to be able to do the tasting with your people pick the book with your group. And then we provide all of the discussion questions and the prompts to go with it. we give you links to all of the pairings that go with it, the recipes that we have that go with the books. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a kind of a fun way to do something different with a book club you already have. Yeah. We don't have to do all the legwork. (laughs) Right. Right. Cause yeah, we like, you know, you love reading and you love talking about it, but I do like my mom has been in a book club I don't know. I think maybe she's been in it longer than I've been alive um, with like the same women, which is amazing. And um, I know at this point, you know, the big joke is like, we don't actually talk about the book, (laughs) (laughs) but every now and again, she'll get a book and she's like, but I really want to talk about the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I, I think that that would be helpful um, if, if, yeah, you've been like, you have an established book club, but you need like a zhuzh. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good way to put it. Go ahead, Kat. say We've gotten feedback from people who said that's one of the things they love about the book club that we're doing is it's one hour from right. start to finish. We talk about the book the whole time. I mean, we're not not going to say hi and do things like that, but it's, you know, because this might not be a group of people that are your best friends, you might know some, but not everybody. We really talk about the book for the solid hour. Um, and they like that. It feels a little more, I don't know what, what readers come for sometimes. Yeah. And we'll also offer, uh, a different batches. So you get to pick your adventure, whether you want the deep and twisty, if you want, you know, complex characters and, 
everything else. So the, your book club could even choose which batch you would like to tackle. So yeah, will yeah. be yeah. options. Yeah. Um, so those are coming up on our website. They're not there currently. So if anybody is listening to this and is interested, they can just do the contact us and send an email to us and okay. we can get things to them. Wonderful. I love it. And yeah, I think that that's also what's so lovely about the family boxes, because you also in those boxes, if I'm not mistaken, you do include books for the adults too, right? Or no? Um, no, we've got them for okay. the high schoolers. So there, that goes up through high school, but um, we could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be cool, but also I think a lot of adults sleep on YA like, and I don't know why, because it's some of my favorite literature out there. Like young adult is so good. Yeah. Martha also on our website, we do have a section um, titled, what are we reading now? Mm -hmm. And we do tackle all age groups from, you know, real young ones all the way through adults. And we do change those anywhere from two to four weeks. And sometimes we'll tackle the time of the year. Sometimes we will piggyback um, the family book club theme. So there are other opportunities to see a whole bunch of titles. We even have blogs that include other titles. So there are little gems of titles all the way through of YA, grownups to all the way to, you know, brand new little babies. So they're, they're sprinkled throughout our website as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm currently in grad school to become a family counselor and I was talking with my like advisor, my main professor there about YA books. And she was like, they are so, I really recommend that family counselors read these books because they like YA books handle like grief, I think better than adult books. I think they handle um, like a lot of multicultural issues like immigration and what that experience is actually like to be like involved in, in the world of, you know, your, your culture in your home and then to have to go to school and be involved in like the greater American culture and what that means to balance the two. LGBTQ, like it's all just YA is so good. Yeah. You know, and as a parent, it gives you a perspective into the thinking and the voice of teenagers and, you know, people who are here not anymore. So, um, yeah, I could really see why family counselors would suggest it because I think every time I read a YA book, I come away with a different layer of understanding of what kids this age go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, and what I brought up earlier, again, that the boom within the last few years, I just can't, there are so many books just pour, like that you could tackle of anything that you need via YA. I mean, it's, it's beautiful to see what's been happening the last handful of years for uh, young adult novels. Yeah. And so, and I also think for nannies, if you are a nanny to a young adult and they are going through something and you feel them pulling away from you and you like don't understand exactly what that is i i would recommend like hopping on new book joy and finding the book that talks about that because it is it really does build empathy um in a way that 
without the burden being on the young person. Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes some of that burden away of explaining what they're going through because mm-hmm. they're still learning and like growing and they maybe can't explain it to you without the, exactly. the other emotions coming up. So exactly. It's a very safe place to explore yeah. things that can feel really unsafe to be exploring just in a face-to-face conversation with someone. So no, I mean, that's one thing. If people ever want to email us and ask book recommendations, we are happy to send you links to books that, you know, oh. if you give us some information, um, we do that for our friends all the time and other people and family. And so that's another part of our service that we like to offer. Book matchmaking is one of our favorite hobbies. So (laughs) (laughs) love it. Um, Yeah. And I always think for nanny kids, I am the nanny that gives more often than not, I give a book. Um, And so that would be another great reason to to visit the site or reach out to you all because um, I think that you could make some really wonderful recommendations. And then I mean, like my nanny kiddo, like seriously thanks me a lot for giving him Cardboard Kingdom. And so it's so neat. Martha, just to let you know, we do also have a used bookstore section where the books have been read once, very, we call it very lightly bruised. And they're between the uh, price of five to seven. So um, talking about giving a free book, but, and you're worried about, you know, I mean, money, you know, what, what a great way of, we'll mail it to you. Um, and we ship them out twice a month, uh, middle of the month and the end of the month, but they're constantly rotating and bringing up YA. I think there's probably like 15 to 20 titles of YA right now. Um, but again, if if you're looking for a book, that's just slightly brief, but looks almost brand new there's the opportunity of going to our quote unquote uh, used bookstore online too. And then when you talked about his gifts, we have another chapter we're calling milestone moments that's being launched in October. And that's that same idea. I mean, I always give gifts of books to kids, but I also usually like to pair it with something fun that kind of goes with it. So for the different milestones that might happen in a child's life, we have book packages that you can have shipped to them. Um, We've got one for it's your first day of kindergarten. Congratulations. It's your first dance recital. Woohoo. And we do a really special package for first time moms or any new moms that would be a wrapped book for every month of the first year of life Uh that is developmentally aligned to that time frame in their life. So there's usually one little book for the mom to open with a little bracelet that says the adventure begins. And then the other books are meant to be saved and savored every month milestone that you would read with a child. And we highly recommend it for grandparents too. Cause if you give it to grandma, then grandma has a reason to have to go see the baby every month. <laughs> oh yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that so much. Um, okay. I thought of one more thing that I want to talk to you all about before we wrap up. Um, I, okay. Audiobooks. just, I just, I have two reading specialist here. I just want to hear your opinions about audiobooks versus physically reading a book. Famous graphic novels, they're a book. <laughs> I live for them. I listen to one every time I drive to and from work. I've been known to stay in the parking lot and almost be late <laughs> to get into school 
but because I'm waiting for a chapter, but I, any I reading is reading. It does not have to physically be looking at something. So, and it doesn't always have to be just a black and white book. Um, so I'm, I, I have audible and I have Libro, um, as, a, as an educator, I get some free credits a month and that's my lifeline. But of being stuck in traffic, I'm one of the only people I feel like when I'm smiling stuck in traffic because I'm listening to that book. So I'm double thumbs up on audiobooks. Yeah. Me as well for little ones. I mean, we always want their ears immersed in language that is maybe a couple levels above where they could read themselves because soaking in that language for them is going to help them when they hit those books themselves. So every opportunity they can hear books read aloud and man, there's some gorgeous, you know, renditions of what voice actors are doing with these books online. So yeah, I definitely think it's a great thing. My kids and I listen to them in the car a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love audiobooks. Um, it's the hill I will die on <laughs> like <laughs> that it is reading. Cause you know, there's, a, I think there's a lot of like misinformation about that, you know, it's less than, and I just needed to hear two reading specialists tell me that it's not. <laughs> And I think that a lot of parents get scared that if they do audiobooks, that it's going to be an instead. And I'm like, it's a and like do the audiobooks and the physical books. And then you're creating this culture of storytelling mm-hmm. um, that I think will help build that love of story. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, Again, you have your busy teenagers in middle school and even younger kids are going to a sport. You're, you know, you're going to a club and the beauty of phones. Now you download that puppy, you put in your earbuds and you could walk and still listen, you know? And again, like what Connie said, the beauty of the reading and the voice and, and these voiceovers are just something you can't get away from. And the fact that they're still learning something and still absorbing something and, and getting some sort of knowledge that's that's reading it's just auditory reading not visually reading yeah yeah wonderful well where can folks find how to get in touch with you and get all of these amazing resources that you offer uh www.newbookjoy.com is our website and when you go there you'll see the different chapters that we have we've got the family book club is one chapter we've got the book tastings for adults which is another chapter and we have the milestone moments so and always you can just click contact us and email us if you have questions or ways that we can help we're happy to custom build things for people social media lovers we are facebook instagram twitter Pinterest. So please feel free to follow us there as well. Yes, do because they have great content on their social media. So, um, and you can find uh, suggestions of books there too. There's just like coming out of of you all, all the time. Um, And I, I love that there's so many ways to find your next new book joy through, through you all. Um, And all of that information will be down in the show notes for listeners. So do not worry if you are listening on the go, all the information is down there. Um, Wonderful. Well, we end each episode with a cute, fun story and Connie has brought one. 
<laughs> well, mine was, I'm actually, I've got my son moved back after graduating from college. He's here for a gap year. I made him finally clean out his childhood bedroom. We had to take the little airplanes off the ceiling and all the things that we had. It was like time for a big boy room. <laughs> and he was packing up his room and I was, there were so many things that were going into the garbage and there were these two huge bins. And I kept saying, what are these? Where are, are we putting them away? He's like, we're saving them. You have to put them somewhere special, maybe put them up in the attic, but I want those for my own kids and for someday. And when I opened them, they were full of books. All they were with books. There was not a Lego. There was not a stuffed animal. It was books. And it was looking at his little reading life in a Rubbermaid container. I saw all those books that he read with his dad. I saw the little book about snakes that he loved when he was a little kid. And then all the nonfiction on snakes and reptiles that I had to buy for him every Christmas because that was his passion. And lo and behold, he is a wildlife biologist now who's going to be working with snakes and reptiles, he hopes. So um, it was really neat. I, I took a picture of that box because I thought this is what they carry, you know, uh, all the things that you do together and play together. It was those stories that stayed in his heart and that he wants to share with his own kids. So uh, wow. parents and nannies do an amazing job of sharing those books with kids. And I think that's such a gift. I love that so much. Yeah. I have a giant Rubbermaid of, uh, all of the babysitters club books that I read with my mom. So I I feel, I feel very kindred um, spirits with that. And the babysitters club, listen to that. Oh my gosh. And that's what I'm doing right now. You know, like, yes, whatever, whatever's in those Rubbermaids will be your future. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I do talk about that all the time. It's like, I loved that series. I read every book that came out in that series and it is like, I'm living my own babysitter's club right now. So (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you all so much for taking time to talk to us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having us. It having was us, yes. And go nannies. Yay. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced and hosted by Martha Tyler. Artwork by Noni Blastodon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudios.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.